You're listening to the Adventures of a Birth Photographer podcast. I'm your host, Joe Robertson, photographer at Lillian Cray's Birth Photography. In each episode, I'll be deep diving into all things birth and birth photography. If you're obsessed with these topics like me, you're in the right place. I'll be having real conversations, sharing honest thoughts, and there'll be a whole lot in between, so stick around. I'm excited you're here, and I can't wait to see where this adventure takes us. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Let's jump right into today's episode. Hello and a warm welcome to episode 10 of the podcast. This week's podcast is a memory capsule, if you like, for my firstborn Oscar. So it's quite a personal one. I wanted him to have a place where he could come and hear my voice telling him his birth story. So that's what this episode is all about. I'm going to run through his birth story. Before I begin, I do have a couple of things I want to mention. I want to say a big thank you to a listener called Nana for leaving a podcast review. Nana wrote, wonderful words of wisdom and a great array of topics and I'm learning so much. You must check out Joe's Photography too. It's gorgeous. Thank you so much for taking the time to write that and to send the review through. I'm always so grateful to everyone who's listening and who let me know that they're enjoying the show via reviews or DM messages on Instagram. It's really, really lovely to hear from you. Is it just me or is this month, the month of May, felt like it's gone on a long time? I don't know why that is. Somehow I managed to have a week off publishing an, uh, an episode, but still get two recordings in this month. I don't quite know how I how I managed that. But May seems to be going on for a very long time. <laughs> Something else that I have made this month for you is a blog post. It might interest you because you're here listening to the podcast. I've compiled a list a mega list, if you like, of pregnancy and birth podcasts out there. Now, it's no surprise I am a fan of podcasts and I absolutely love listening to them. And I wanted to create one list in one place. Uh, So after many, many hours, I found 25, in fact, that I recommend to you, all about pregnancy and birth. Lots of UK ones, lots of worldwide ones. So I'm going to leave a link for you in the show notes and you can go and check out that blog and maybe you'll discover more podcasts out there that you love too. As a quick kind of heads up, as I record this now, there are currently only five spaces left for birth photography for the rest of this year. (gasps) And my calendar is also open for 2022 bookings. Next month, it's also my birthday and I'm gifting myself the whole of June off social media. If you need to reach me, head to my website. I'll still be publishing two episodes throughout June and I'll be writing two letters to my lovely peeps who get the newsletters. If you didn't want to miss out on anything I'm getting up to in June, you can receive my newsletters too. It's where I share everything that's happening in my world and I will put a link to that in the show notes. Okay, Back to today's episode, after that rather long intro. I'm sorry, I hope you're still here. I'm sharing with you the story of my eldest son, Oscar, and how he came into the world. I wanted a place for him to come so he could hear my voice. I wanted to make this into a podcast episode so that you could hear how his birth went as well. Birth stories are something that stay with us for the rest of our days. 
they're in us, they're inside us and we, we keep them. So this is for you, Oscar. It's all about the day that you came into my life and this is being recorded for you. Now you don't have photographs of me birthing you into the world, but I wish you did. As much for you as for me. Instead, you have my words and I wanted somewhere where you could always hear me say that I love you whenever you need to hear it. And so I'll begin. As soon as I found out I was pregnant with you, I was overjoyed, I was excited, and it was the start of our adventure. I had a very straightforward pregnancy with you, a little sickness to begin with, the odd bizarre craving, and on I couldn't stand anybody cooking sausages. The smell of anybody cooking sausages or even cooked sausages made me want to throw up. At the time of your birth, we were living with Nanny and Bumpy, and this was your first home. I had passed your due date by a few days, and a midwife came to give me a sweep to move things along. And during the early hours of that night, things did indeed start to happen. And I woke your dad, and it was your dad's birthday. I remember getting up and pacing back and forth in Nanny and Bumpy's lounge, trying to gauge when the right time might be to call the midwife. Dad was wondering the same thing too, I think. I hadn't done much preparation, to be honest. I'd packed a bag, I'd watched a couple of TV shows of women giving birth, and that was pretty much the extent of it. How things would be so different now. <laughs> I figured I was in for lots of pain, lots of sweating, swearing, and possibly some screaming in amongst there too. And as soon as the contractions intensified more, we made the decision to just get in the car and make our way to hospital. That car journey was the worst car journey of my life. Dad had to pull over a couple of times for me to vomit on the side of the road. Mm -hmm. And every bump, turn, brake wreaked havoc with my bladder and my contractions. It felt like the longest car journey ever. And the hospital was about 15 minutes away, but it felt like forever. I remember getting to the hospital and being taken straight to the labour ward. I remember as I lay on the bed, observing the, the fact that the bed was facing the door to the corridor and that every time anybody came in or out, whoever was outside the door had a perfect view of me on the bed half naked. And I did not like this. I remember that there was a birth ball because your dad was sat on it most of the time. And I remember one of those like one pound cheap white Ikea clocks and it was on the wall right in front of me staring back at me the whole time. This kind of constant reminder of time passing. I remember your dad looking tired but being so supportive. You know, we were, we were in this together and we didn't know what to expect. <laughs> I remember inhaling as deep as I could on the gas and air. I remember being on my back, like those women I'd seen on TV. And I stayed on my back the whole time. In fact, I never got off the bed. Eventually, at some point, I was offered pethidine. The pain was bad, so I took it. I'd never heard of pethidine, and I had zero clues about its effect. They said it would help with the pain, so of course I said yes please and that 
is where my memory starts to fade. Shortly after saying this, I lost huge chunks of time. And I've tried my hardest over the years to try and recall those lost moments, but there's nothing. There's just a void, a blackness. So from here on, I have always relied on your dad to tell me the rest of your birth story. So most of it is kind of his version of events because I can't remember everything. And over the years, I think I've probably driven him nuts <laughs> asking, tell me again, tell me again. He tells me that at some point, Mamgi comes into the room and she strokes my hair and she comforts me and she holds my hand. How can I not remember my mum being there? How can this memory not be lodged somewhere in my brain? At some point I do look down and I notice a drip's been put in my hand. I couldn't tell you when this happened. I have no memory of that. Uh, there is a very kind of hazy memory I have of opening my eyes and noticing that there were a few people in the room. Dad would later tell me that they were midwives, student midwives, doctors and junior doctors. How many I don't know. <laughs> what they were doing there, I don't know. Um, but all I kept thinking was that the door was opening and closing each time one of them came in and out of that door and whoever was on the other side still had this view. That really bugged me and I didn't like it. And I also remember just staring at that crappy clock on the wall. The very kind of next solid memory I have is the midwife saying, your baby is coming, the head is here. And I must have been pushing a little bit, but I don't remember. I do remember not believing them. <laughs> and I remember saying, you're just saying that. And that kind of complete denial that you were going to come into the world. But I instinctively, it had never occurred to me, but it was my instinct was to reach down and to feel you. And I felt your hair and your head. And this was my first time that I touched you. And you were there and you were coming. I don't remember dad's face. And I don't remember the time, even though I was looking right at the clock. I remember pushing because that's what everybody was telling me to do. And then the next thing, you shot out, literally. My waters broke at the same time and you came out in one go, one whoosh, and you were out. You were tiny, you were beautiful, you had little grey hands, you had blonde hair, you were perfect. It was quarter past five in the afternoon and it was still your dad's birthday. Now, I don't remember birthing your placenta. I never saw it. It was taken away. I do not remember cutting the cord, whether Dad did or not. I don't know. I don't know how long I lay there holding you and just looking at you before my parents, Mamgi, Dadgi, Nani, Bumpy and Grady, and Uncle Ollie and Auntie Lou came in. There were lots of faces. I love all smiling simultaneously. Bumpy took photos, and they're the earliest ones of your birth story that we have. I looked mm, kind of withered, <laughs> might be a good description, but I did have a big smile on my face. I remember, even at that point, feeling quite groggy. I still was not coming round. And then, after everybody left, 
dad had you, he had a nice cutch, and I had a shower. While I was in the shower, I remember blood trickling down my legs and running down the plug hole. And I remember being grateful that I had no tears. I wanted to breastfeed you. It was something that I knew that I wanted to do. Although I had virtually no support, <laughs> I did try regardless and persevered. And I did continue to breastfeed you after that. Then the time came when they said Dad had to leave. And this was probably the worst part of it all for me. The part I, I just hated the most. I was wheeled over to another ward that was full of new mothers and screaming newborns. A curtain was pulled all around me so that all I could hear were babies crying and the muffled words of mothers trying to soothe their babies. I was one of these mothers now. I felt abandoned. I felt completely alone. And I felt quite scared. You know, back then there were no mobile phones. Just time passing slowly. It was you and me and a few tears for what seemed like hours and hours. Time went so slow. I didn't sleep, despite feeling exhausted. But you know, your little face and your soft skin and the addictive aroma that came off you got me through that time. I cuddled and I looked at you all night. Thank you. You got me through that first night in hospital. The next morning, Dad arrived and after a few checks... Uh, we were told we could leave and we could go home and that was just the best news ever. And the love I kind of discovered for you that day has only grown and grown over the years. You are so deeply loved, darling. I don't know if you'll ever listen to this episode. Maybe you will one day, maybe you won't. I don't know, but it's here whenever you want to hear your birth story and whenever you want to hear me say I love you. Whenever you need it, I have recorded this for you. And P.S. Jasper, if you're listening to this, <laughs> my second son, I will be doing your birth story too. And that's my birth story. That's the story of Oscar coming into the world. So you can see that a lot of it is very hazy. A lot of it's very blurry. I don't have any photographs to help me remember anything just my husband's words and a few scraps of memory. Our birth stories are so personal and each one is different. You know, when I went on to have Jasper, it was completely different to when I had Oscar. And they're stories that just stay with us, whatever they look like. And I wanted to share mine. It's been a quick episode and I hope You've just enjoyed hearing my birth story. Okay, that's me concluding this episode. Until next time, my lovely listener, take care. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you have a second, I'd really appreciate you leaving a quick review so that others can find the podcast. And if you want to make a real human connection with me, I would love that. All the info you need is in the show notes. Until next time, take care.